Welcome to the podcast we call Soul Chaser, featuring stories from the book by the same name, Soul Chaser. This is Jordan Rich, and by my side is author Lauren Decker. We want to spend time with you today at soul level, awakening our spirits to the simple and beautiful idea that God is love and love is everywhere. I saw this once before, a picture in my mind, colors in the air. Sunlight on a field, lovers in a dance, love is everywhere. Mm, love is everywhere. And now, today's installment of Soul Chaser. Well, it's finally happened. Lauren's new book, Rufus, is now officially going to be available on Amazon, beginning August 1st. We're all very excited. We'll have more information about finding it in the days ahead. As an introduction to this new book, I'd like to read some of the introduction and then a clip from the story itself. First, from the introduction to Rufus. As the Apostle Paul closed the New Testament book of Romans, which is his letter to the Christian church in Rome, he offered personal greetings to a number of people who were special to him. One of those mentioned is Rufus, whom Paul describes as having been chosen by the Lord to be his very own. Paul added that Rufus' mother had been like a mother to him as well. Just who was this man Rufus, and in what manner did Jesus choose him? We have our first clue in the Gospel of Mark when we're told that Simon of Cyrene, a country in North Africa, who was forced to carry the cross for Christ on that torturous road to Golgotha, was the father of Rufus. Tradition states that Mark wrote his Gospel, the second book of the New Testament, while living in Rome. So it is likely that he mentions Rufus because he was a well-known leader of the persecuted church there, some thirty years after Jesus' death and resurrection. A logical trail leads us to that conclusion. The book of Acts mentions that men from Cyrene were present at Pentecost, listening to Peter preach and hearing the words in their own language. Some three thousand converts were added to the church that very day. Later, during the persecution of Christians in Jerusalem, certain men from Cyrene, most likely Rufus among them, escaped to Antioch and helped establish the church there. The newly converted Saul, now Paul, spent a full year ministering in Antioch, likely the time period when he became well acquainted with Rufus and his mother. From there, the next stop was probably Rome, where they became pillars of the early church. Taking these clues from Scripture, Lauren has endeavored to bring Rufus to life. Through fiction, this story of this young Cyrenian is based on the Bible story. Follow along as we accompany Rufus from his home in northern Africa to Jerusalem and beyond. Perhaps we will come to see why 
he was selected by Jesus to be his very own. And now, from the book. But first, I need to introduce you to a few of the characters in the book. Rufus, a boy from serene North Africa, the key character of the book. Uncle Matthias, a sea captain. Simon, Rufus' father and owner of the bakery named The Top Shelf. And Cecile, his mother. And finally, Alexander, Rufus' younger brother, who is telling us the story of Rufus. Young Rufus has been waiting to hear if he might go with his father and Uncle Matthias to Jerusalem in order to begin a new bakery there. The day of Rufus' birthday finally arrived. As 16 was an important milestone for a young man in Serene. Many friends and neighbors came to celebrate. Rufus received many presents, and after finishing a grand dinner made by our mother, it was time to open them. Rufus unwrapped each gift and said his proper thank yous. Uncle Matt gave Rufus a shaving kit from India, one that he had purchased while traveling in that distant land. It was a silver blade with an ivory handle and a matching mug and brush to go with it. You'll be needing that before long, Matthias chuckled. Everyone laughed except Cecile. He's growing up so fast as it is, brother. Next you'll be bringing him a wife, she said only partly in jest. It won't be long before he'll think well of that notion, too. Eh, Rufus? Matthias ruffled the boy's hair and gave him a playful pat on the back. Uncle Matt was not known for his taste in women, nor his success in relationships. He had been married several times, and each time the marriage had ended shortly after the honeymoon. My first love is the sea, he would say, and I'm not cut out for domestic life. Simon saved his gift for last. It was a rolled scroll, and as soon as Rufus opened it, he let out a whoop. It was a map of Jerusalem and a travel itinerary. It could only mean, We sail in two months' time, said his father with a smile. Rufus hugged both parents, thanking them for the best present ever. Thank you, father, mother remarked. I was hesitant to let you go so far from home. Your father talked me into it. Matthias jumped in. I told your mother I would personally keep my eye on you, he said. That's what worries me the most, mother said. Fortunately, I won't have much time to worry about you men, said Cecile. I shall be running the Top Shelf Bakery back here at home. My sister is coming to help Alexander and me, and we have more than a few recipes to try out ourselves. I, Alexander, was delighted by their plan. Traveling to a foreign nation was not much of an interest to me, Alexander said to himself. Staying close to home sounded like a much better option to my young ears. A rousing cheer went across the courtyard of our home. Everyone, it seemed, shook hands with Simon and Rufus. 
well-wishes and congratulations were as numerous as the guests themselves. As all who gathered now knew that Simon and Rufus were going to Jerusalem to open a top-shelf bakery in that beautiful city. "'Uncle Matt, are you really coming with us?' asked Rufus. "'Wouldn't let you go without me, lad,' replied his uncle enthusiastically. Another cheer went up from the crowd as uncle and nephew embraced. The next morning there was a buzz in the marketplace. Two travelers from Palestine had visited the top-shelf bakery and told the patrons what they had recently seen while in Bethany, outside Jerusalem. They were Jewish zealots, covering well-known areas of Jewish habitation in search of volunteers to help drive the Romans out of Israel. Much to Matthias' interest, they had recently been following the movements of a man called Jesus of Nazareth. Rufus and Uncle Matt sat for an hour with the Israelites and listened to their accounts of the would-be king. He reportedly has raised three from the dead, said one zealot. A woman from Nain has been on the temple record testifying to the Sanhedrin that this Jesus raised her son from the dead. Also, there's a man in Bethany, our hometown, who was four days in the grave when the Nazarene called him forth. They've talked to those who saw it occur. The other visitor spoke. Most convincing to us is the claim of Jairus, a devout man of the synagogue, whom we know well. His daughter, about your age, he said, looking at Rufus, died and was brought back to life by Jesus. Jairus would not fabricate such a tale. It all seemed fanciful and surreal. Who was this Jesus? Could he really raise the dead? Rufus felt his head spinning as he considered the story of the visiting Jews. In two months, he and his dad would depart for Jerusalem, and he would hopefully see for himself. Their plan would put them in the capital for Passover, and they would stay until after Pentecost. The strategy was to meet contacts that Matthias had established and made plans to buy a building for a bakery in the oldest part of the city. If everything went according to plan, Cecile and I would move later to Jerusalem, where Jesus' notoriety was quickly spreading. Despite his efforts to avoid the public eye and a seemingly inevitable encounter with the Sanhedrin, a difficult task when you are raising dead people back to life. Check out Lauren's Facebook page and keep an eye out for links to Rufus, R-U-F-U-S, on Amazon Books. Just type Facebook Lauren Paul Decker. That's Facebook, L-O-R-E-N, Paul Decker, D-E-C-K-E-R, in your browser search bar, and then the link should come right up. This has been Soul Chaser. 
We hope this program has caused you to consider the vastness of God's love for you. Nothing is going to change that reality, but love can certainly change you. Remember, love is everywhere, and God is love. For more stories with a purpose, pick up a copy of Soul Chaser, Devotions to Anchor the Soul, available on our website, soulchaserbook.com, or find it at amazon.com. This is Jordan Rich for Lauren Decker and Soul Chaser. See you next time.